Hey guys, it's time for Nina's Got Good News. Nina's a former TV news gal who used to share all the news. Now, as a mom and small businesswoman, she wants to share only the good stuff. It's time to brighten your day. So here's your host, Nina B. Clark. Hi everyone, how are you? I am Nina Clark, your host of Nina's Got Good News, and we are rolling. Welcome back. First up, I just want to say that you guys are so awesome. Thanks for all your support. I'm so grateful. This is a movement to share good news, and we are growing every single week with a new episode on iTunes and Spotify, and now we're also on Stitcher and Outcast. Today, on podcast number 50, we're doing a very special episode. We're on location. This is so fun. We're here at Haven. This is a brand new business. We're in an actual podcast studio for once, not my house, not my kitchen or my living room. Haven is a co-working space in Darien, Connecticut. It's brand new, and they actually have a podcast studio in their office space. How cool is that? I guess podcasts must be growing. I don't know. I think we're on to something here, you guys. So we're on location here in Connecticut to talk about an incredible lifestyle brand founded by two fabulous siblings. I love them both, a brother and sister entrepreneurial duo. They own their very own small business together, which is so cool. I'm totally obsessed with their brand, and you guys are going to love their story. So joining me here in the podcast studio at Haven in Darien, Connecticut, Tori and Roscoe Brown, the founders of The 203. Hi, you guys. Hi. Thanks, thanks for, for having, having us. This is so Great. fun. Yeah, we're so excited to be here. This space is beautiful. I know, isn't it so nice? It's gorgeous. This place, Haven in Darien. They're hosting us. And literally, it's pouring outside, right? Pouring. And you walk in here, and it's like, what, Roscoe? Like, it's, bright and sunny. It's really awesome. Yeah, it's beautiful. Right? So you don't even know it's like a miserable day here in Connecticut. Yeah, because all the colors so and it's just so light and bright. We love it. I know. It's so fun to be here. And they it's greeted brand us new. with coffee right when I we know. walked in. It's You're amazing. like, wait, maybe if it were five o'clock, we'd be like, is there wine? <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about yourselves, you guys. Tori, you start. Give us the scoop on Tori Brown. So um, my name is Tori. Graduated from Ohio University a few years ago. And I know I you're grew so young. In Roscoe's much younger, actually, but I uh, grew up in Westport, live in Fairfield now. I run the 203 with Roscoe, and we actually both studied, I studied marketing in college, and yeah, we love all things Connecticut. We love supporting other small businesses. It's so fun to be here to talk with you. I know. I love Connecticut. We're so lucky to live here. What about you, Roscoe? Give us the scoop on Roscoe Brown. So similar to Tori, I just recently graduated um, Syracuse, actually, right? yeah, from Syracuse um, in May, actually. Um, and I studied advertising um, and information technology, so sort of all things computers. Oh my God. You're like a baby, Roscoe. Can we talk about being a baby <laughs> business owner? I mean, that's amazing. I'm so impressed. So tell us when and how the 203 came about, right? Because you, Roscoe was in college when you started, and you had just graduated, yeah. Tori. So when, how did this idea even start? Like, where did it come from? It's actually crazy. I th- Roscoe had, like, just graduated high school, actually, when we first kind of came up with the idea and the concept. We were, um, honestly, we, we were, we were, we're both very proud to be from Connecticut, and we feel like Connecticut has so much to offer. And when I was away at school, I realized that so many other states and just areas had really cool ways where you could rep where you were from, but there was nothing cool for Connecticut. So um, Roscoe and I kind of started talking about it, and we... Uh, developed um, like a very small line of products just to kind of rep where we were from. And it was really more of a passion project when we, when we first began. 
yeah, we just started making um, just cool Connecticut gear for our friends and our family. And then one thing led to another and um, people would stop us, whether we're on the beach or walking downtown. And um, we'd just give them shirts and just wanted to get other people excited about it. And then uh, our uncle actually suggested that we do a small pop-up market. Oh, So we got uh, some t-shirts and some tank tops and set up a little like rinketing table and um we actually sold really well we almost sold out so we were like all right we might be on something that's so cool how did you guys design the logo so one of my uh best friends from college emily she's the best um she was a graphic designer and my roommate and so when we started talking about um how we really wanted to make like cool connecticut stuff and uh we sort of started sketching out designs she we we sat down with her and we kind of like made these like little sketches and then she made them into like real oh logos gosh. for us and then we yeah had them screen that's so cool I love that now when you told people that we're gonna we're gonna start an entire business surrounding an area code did people think you were nuts or did they think you guys were really smart I think that it was interesting because the way the company evolved it was never like we want to sell to everyone in Connecticut. It was more that we wanted to get anyone in Connecticut who was excited about the area a way to show it. Um, And then over time, the more people we found to be interested in it and the more retailers that reached out to us, um, the more we realized that we were on to something. Oh my gosh. And I I think it was kind of, um, it's kind of interesting because I think many people, I think we kind of did it in like a, a, not backwards way, but we didn't really know what we were doing when we first started. Um, do you, do you still know what you're doing? (laughs) I have no idea what I'm doing. Absolutely not. But I mean, like I, we really started it as like a passion project. We wanted a cool Connecticut shirt and we weren't, we didn't necessarily go out there and tell everyone we're starting a Connecticut company we right. really it was just more like it happened organically totally right? okay okay and I got from it from the beginning we we really started or actually we we made a Instagram account um and we started posting just like cool things that we were doing and like fun restaurants and um suggestions for things going on and it was just more of like this community um lifestyle sort of brand that we were creating. It kind of just grew on its own yeah, yeah. that's so great now how did you just logistically you had graduated from Ohio University. Roscoe's going off to Syracuse. So you guys are in totally different locations. So how would you run a business with him being at Syracuse in college and you were... It was a little wild. Yeah. yeah. Was that? Did you just do like conference calls all the time? FaceTime? He's like, um, I'm trying to have phone. a life at college, Tori. Stop bothering me. <laughs> exactly. And at first, a lot of what it was was um, I would just share my course schedule with her. And then basically I would know he had like a 10 minute break and I wouldn't stop calling him. (laughs) It really would be like 15 minutes between classes. We'd hop on a call. And um, actually at the time when we were starting to grow our social um, following Emily, the designer we mentioned wanted to move to New York. So um, she actually moved in to our house um, and was living there and looking for a job. And she was really enthusiastic about it too. So she was a big help in getting the social media going too. She was doing a lot of like the designs for us. And then um, remotely I was working on doing a lot of like anything that I could do. So the website, um, and right, so you could do all that yeah. stuff from Syracuse online. Yeah, and there is so much that goes on, like behind the scenes. I think that a lot of people, maybe especially in the beginning, didn't know about. People would always ask that, like, "Well, how's Roscoe helping if he's at school?" And um, honestly, he would do like all of the work that um, either like uh, just whatever he could do from where he was, like uh, like our website. Does the, 
uh, our website design and development, um, our finances, just things that he could work on from there. And there is so much that gets done that you don't necessarily have to like physically be here for. Right. Um, and it was, it's changed a lot too, because at first you don't have the money to pay people to be at events with you. So, um, on the weekends I would come home to do the event stuff. Whereas later on in my college career, I was coming home less or able to be at school more, um, because we were able to hire someone. Yeah. And have people there to help do the inventory. And, um, now what was, what was the moment where you guys said to each other, we might be onto something here. Was there like one moment where you guys looked at each other and you're like, wait a second, this actually might really take off? I would say it was like more of a gradual, um, more of a gradual discovery. But there was a a period of time when um, we did realize that like I had I was working in New York when I first started and then I was nannying in Westport and Fairfield and I actually ended up having to um, to stop doing the nannying that I was doing and it it wasn't because I didn't want to do it it was just that um we got to a point where we wanted to put like all of our energy in one place and that was doing this and we thought that we could get like a lot further and a lot more accomplished if all of my energy was going towards right um, if you spent all your time working on the business yeah yeah and then we had a, a bunch of fun like kind of aha moments where like when stores started reaching out and wanted us to start selling wholesale to them and Oh my gosh, that, that our must website have been wasn't so cool, right? And yeah. You're like, wait, they actually want our stuff? <laughs> totally. Right? And I think that's like a really important thing to say to anyone who's thinking about starting a business is I think a lot of people assume that successful businesses, they have this plan and everything just works out along the way. It's a lot of um, hiccups and figuring out what is working, what's not working, um, what areas can we pursue. Right. Because even before we started the selling to retailers, um, I remember from Syracuse calling around and talking to these different store owners um, and just getting mixed reviews And because we didn't really know how it worked. But then as you keep going and keep pursuing it, you start to figure out um, how the retail side of the business will work versus the online. And yeah. um, it's just really a process of... And you just have to keep going. Like yeah. you said, even if someone says no in the beginning, mm-hmm. you just keep going, right? It totally. almost makes you like more determined, I yeah. think. So my, my, <laughs> I'm totally fascinated because when I used to work at Channel 8 in Connecticut, there was a huge story. This was, I'm very old compared to you guys, but no, this was many years ago that all of a sudden the 203 area code was exhausted and there had to be another area code coming to Connecticut called 860. And this was a huge story in Connecticut because no one wanted the 860 area code, right? Everyone wanted to keep the 203. So what do you say to people in Connecticut who are 860 and you guys are just all focused on the 203? What about the 860s? So we we do have a line of uh, products for the entire state. On our website, we actually have a collection called the Connecticut Collection. Um, And it's products that can be worn by anyone. It has our home logo, our local logo, things like that. And again, as Roscoe said, when, when we first started, we were we were really doing it because like we wanted something cool from Connecticut. We were from 203. We, it it just seemed, it it just like fit. That's what we, that's what we wanted to do. So we did it that way. And as we kind of grew and became a business and then had stores reaching out. And then as our social following started to grow, we had people start reaching out to us and asking like, what about this part of Connecticut? And it was never from the beginning, it was never supposed to divide, um, 
860 versus 203, um, which is why we immediately started creating products for Connecticut, for, for the all whole of state. Connecticut. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. That's and we sell smart. to some stores up in 860, and we do a couple events up there. And like, okay, so we're not leaving them out. No, that's good and we even have people like that. But, say, I, but just so you're clear, I'm never <laughs> giving up my 203 area code, like ever. Even when I moved to other places in the country, I was like, I am never giving up this area code. I love that. I I'm not going to move back to Connecticut and get an 860 area code because I was a 203 girl. So. Um, okay, well, so let's talk about social media because you guys, um, I'm so fascinated, as you guys know. I'm like, I love the gram. The gram is my my jam, I say. But, <laughs> but so why is social media so important as business owners? Like, tell us, give us some tips. Tell us why you think you guys have sort of taken off on social media. Give us the social media 101. Um, well, I, I'll let Tori talk more to the day-to-day on it because um, that's really one of her main areas that she focuses on. But um, just from my perspective, from more of like an operations standpoint, I think that social media is so cool and so remarkable for small businesses because it gives the consumer a lens into what you're doing in your day to day and it makes them feel and it makes them feel as though they're a part of the company. Um, And that's really important because they are a part of the company and um, we wouldn't have been able to grow without them. So keeping them up to date and allowing them to have a voice and reach out to us uh, has been really helpful to us also because um, it helps us figure out what products are going to come next and what people want to see and what people are responding to. So um, that's more from the umbrella, but then I think Tori could probably talk a little bit better to the day to day. Yeah, and then I would say it's it's uh, a really amazing way for us to uh, stay connected with the community, other small businesses, other entrepreneurs, as well as just um, our customers. We see the same people um, like viewing our story, commenting on our pictures, and um, it, it really creates this awesome community. Um, and then again, from the beginning, we've never had our social media uh, hyper-focused on our products. We obviously, now, especially now that we have so many products, we have to like plan out what day we're going to post which product. But um, of course, we we do love posting our products and promoting our sales through social media, but we really use it as a, as a way to kind of let um, our customers and our followers get to know us, get to know our brand, really feel the the positive like lifestyle of. We try to have we try to make our social media um, really portray like a happy, healthy uh, Connecticut lifestyle. From season to season, it changes, but we try to um, kind of touch base on all of the different lifestyle um, opportunities that Connecticut has to offer. And what's your strategy? Were you guys like, let's go all in on Instagram or, I mean, I know you have a presence on Facebook and stuff, but what did you guys decide? Let's go all in on Instagram and just the others will kind of just be there. But I would say that we have, um, I think that honestly, because of our, the like demographic of our, of the age, the age demographic, right. That we have on social media, that that's why our, our Instagram is a little bit, um, more, enticing to our customers than Facebook. Um, well, because of stories too, right? Yeah, With and Insta stories. stories. And, uh, yeah. We do... It's interesting because each of them provide different things for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, now that... Especially they're integrated, so um, our Facebook ads and our Instagram ads are, are kind of integrated now. But we do try to post similar content on our Facebook and our Instagram to keep everyone up to date. And do Facebook ads really work, Roscoe? Uh, they definitely do work, um, but from a big learning curve for us, um, going from a personal a, a person on social media to a business on social yeah. media was realizing that the platforms you're using are companies, so that is another thing, is that uh, 
Facebook really focuses on getting companies to spend ad dollars, whereas Instagram allows you to be a little bit more creative and mm-hmm. have a better reach um, in a more organic way. And given the nature of the company and how we are trying to um, create a really organic following, I think Instagram because of that was um, something we were able to capture a little bit better than Facebook. So what are your tips for other small business owners when it comes to social media? Do you say to them, get on Instagram and get going? Like, give us the behind the scenes, give us the raw, the... I definitely think that um, Instagram is extremely important. Facebook is too, I would say. Um, We do a lot of content planning. We used to have a lot more time dedicated to it, um, but now that we... You guys are kind of busy, huh? (laughs) A little bit. Um, So, and then also we just actually a few months ago started working with this amazing um, small advertising agency out of Bridgeport called the Banana Land. They're amazing. And they've uh, taken over a lot of our online advertising. And it is really crazy how... um, when when you're when you have the ability to like hire someone, which we didn't have before. I mean, it's it's we finally got to the point where we were able to to hire someone to help us with it. But when I'm just kind of throwing ad dollars in and and sort of like testing the waters, it's it's not as effective as when you have um, someone to help you with it. And you don't have to hire some huge agency, and it doesn't have to be a huge expense. Um, there Sometimes are the smaller there ones, are really right? small like. Local and then they really get to know you guys, you. Exactly. right? And, and they, they know your strengths. Yeah, and they care, and they really see like what ads are working, what aren't. They change them on a day, like daily or weekly basis. So I would say, um, sort of use your network and figure out who who in your network can help you with social, mm-hmm. and don't be afraid to um, invest a little bit, even if you only have a little bit to invest in that area. Yeah, that's great advice. So Roscoe, let's talk about retail strategy. Okay. I'm like fascinated by this because we have a huge mall coming to my town, Norwalk, Connecticut. I'm really excited about it. Um, but have you guys thought about opening a store, either a pop-up store or a permanent store and just sort of give us your thoughts because I feel like the retail landscape is changing so quickly. So let's talk about retail strategy, pop-ups, permanent store. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, so we do. So last year we did about 88 pop-up markets. Um, but in regards to like a permanent retail location, um, I think the landscape, like you said, is changing a lot. Uh, if you look at the mall you mentioned in Sono that's opening, um, it's one of the first malls in the country to be open in a very long time or to be built in a very long yeah, time. Yeah, it's the only one being built and, right but now. But then you look at the stores that are involved in it. Um, Amazing stores. Lot. Yeah, it's a ton of big box retailers, but then also 50% of it is going to be small mom and pa, um, stores. All the restaurants are going to be um, local. local restaurants and boutiques. Um, so I think that in talking about opening a retail, part of it is like logistically, can we... Can you staff it? Yeah, can or? we staff it? Okay. Can we make sure that the people who are staffing it are... Um, correctly bringing the brand to life. Um, but then the other side of it is where are we going to be? And, um, is it going to be an area because we do want to represent all of Connecticut? How can we make sure we're an area where, um, people can get to us and, um, get involved with the brand as easily as possible. Mm -hmm. So I think location is also a big, um, question. Right. So you're thinking about maybe doing a store. We're not against it. Definitely. Okay. You're thinking about it. Um, 
Because I do feel like people still need to feel and touch. Definitely. Right? Because there's something still to that, I feel Definitely. like. Right? And I think we've, we've also talked about, like, um, there's a, a couple different ways to go about it, doing, like, a pop-up for, a, for the season, um, whether it be summer or the holidays. Yeah. Um, or doing a more permanent location, like in a mall. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the idea of having um, sort of, like, a warehouse, and then we would have a... Um, some stop, uh, some store hours. Um, like a... A showroom. Oh yes. Um, and it, but then we can only be open a few days, whatever hours we want. Yeah. I mean, when you when you open that's, up in a mall, you have to be idea. open all the all time. The time. Yeah. And as a small, a very small business, it's mm-hmm. a little bit uh, intimidating. And yeah. And, um, we, right. Like you the guys, the social all of a life that we do yeah, have like, would be um, out the we window. We can't go away that weekend because we have to work at the mall. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. I know. And I the other it. thing is, as a small business, you always want to make sure you don't neglect the other portions of the company. So yes. because. Wholesale and retail has become such a big part of the company. Um, we need to make sure that whatever comes next, those retailers and wholesalers are still being taken care of and getting the respect and the attention that they deserve. So that's something we need to focus on, too. What's your most popular product right now, Roscoe? What's selling the most? What's What I, are well, you our like? Hats ha- oh, are the hats. Just, by okay. and large, um, go really quickly because they're one size fits all. Yes. They're a good price point. Great gift. High um, quality. And then other than that, because we have so many different um, apparel items, I think that certain items go quicker than others, but there's not a huge, huge divide between them. Um, but our accessories, now that we're in the Christmas tree shops and um, a lot of accessory stores, those also go really quickly for holiday gifts and things like that. Yeah. We I also love- have um, these, our big throw pillows. They're yes. so popular for, they, like, we just sold so many for graduation gifts. Oh, that's I think a for, great idea. For girls, yes. um, dorm rooms. Dorm um, rooms, I yes. can't tell you how many people bought them as grad gifts, so that was right. really cool, And they too. say, they have the map of Connecticut, and they say home on them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I've seen them on your Instagram. They look so cute, and I love all the colors. I personally love my 203 sweatpants, so. We hear that They're so, so comfortable. Often. They're the camo ones. Yes. I, like, love them. I love them. So Jeff's going to laugh and be when like. When we first got Can we get you a different pair? Tori, can you get me? in a different pair when we first got those we had that season we opened up with like a t-shirt all women's products it was like a t-shirt a sweatshirt and sweatpants and they were like the most comfortable products in the world so then the next season i was like tori we need men's sweatpants yeah <laughs> men's uh right hoodies. but that's yeah. a, that was smart yeah right? they, they are so comfortable that was yeah. smart so in the beginning, Roscoe, what was your biggest challenge in the very beginning when you first started the 203? What was your biggest challenge and how do you how did you overcome it? I think that um, for me, it was the balance of uh, school and then also social life when you're just starting out of the college, trying to meet people and then also um, having this business that is taking up a lot of time. Um, but I think that it's really with anyone who's starting a business, it's just that personal life versus work life balance that you need to meet. Yeah. We all struggle with that. Right. And so, yeah, I think that, um, for Tori and I in different ways, but it's just really, so how did you overcome that? I think it's a constant thing that you always have to be thinking of because as the business grows, it's going to take more time and you're going to be thinking about it more and more. Um, but it's really important to find a way to also, uh, step away from it and um, even if it's just like one night a week or something like that uh, just taking time to even go out and get a beer with Tori yes. and not think and about not it talk really about so work so much right that's such a good yeah. idea right you're like okay tonight we're not going to talk about it uh, hasn't I think happened it's all- yet but we'll let you uh, yeah 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 he's <laughs> like we're going to do it tonight <laughs> yeah. we're going to do that tonight Tori no I, th- I think it's also like um, 
it is such like a learning curve in that way. Because I remember when we first started, I would all that's all I it's all you can think it's all you can think about is all kind of consuming and and I well, I do you're remember so getting excited and like yeah. you said you were passionate about it. Yeah, and then you do get to a point where you're just like, God, when was the last time we talked about anything else? And we have gotten so much better at like stepping away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in the beginning, it's like v- was very 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 hard to do. So what would you say is your biggest challenge right now? So that was the one in the beginning, but what is your biggest challenge right now for you, Tori? And how are you overcoming that right now? I would say um, probably... Or maybe you're like, it's still the balance, but I don't know. (laughs) I think the balance will like always be something that'll be a challenge. But I think that um, really uh, like delegating tasks and hiring people who you like Roscoe said, who will like positively bring the brand to life. And was well, it hard to find those people? I think we're fortunate that we have had some really great interns who have then give like, um, uh, not given us, but like uh, given us the friends and, yes. and, um, family people. and yeah. even like some of the store owners, daughters have worked for us and we've had a really great, um, we have had really great help. I think it's more that a lot of the people that have helped us are college students and then they go away to school and then Roscoe goes away to school, which um, is like all of a sudden the fall has usually been like a lot because the fall goes right into holiday. Yeah, and, and that's that's your last, your fourth yeah, quarter, which is But I think busy. that we're in a good place um, this year because Roscoe uh, just Roscoe's, graduated. Yeah, Roscoe's so not going back to him. Syracuse. Um, and then we have some, some great helpers who... You probably had that, you know how you call it the Sunday scaries? You probably <laughs> yeah. had September scaries right everyone was Big gonna time. leave you and Tori yeah. was gonna be left there I would just be like well <laughs> thanks guys and then, I like, guess it's just De- me December 26th I would nap for like two weeks <laughs> that's hilarious okay so tell me what you love most about Connecticut Roscoe you're gonna start what do you love most about Connecticut I, I know it's probably that, a long list but well the, the cool thing about Connecticut um that is is so there's the location of it so we have new york and we have boston and we have all these great places around us that you can get to but then when you're here you're surrounded by again just small businesses there's so many mon pod delis and bars and um shops and i think that a lot of other places in the country you are surrounded by big box stores um and i think it's really cool being able to go around and um get your egg sandwich and know the guy behind the counter and have a conversation with him um and I think that sort of those relationships that developed growing up, we've kind of tried to bring into our own brand. Yeah, I feel like you guys are all about community. What about you, Tori? What do you love most about Connecticut? I would say um, the geography of it. Mm-hmm. I love um, that we're on the coast, but I also love uh, like in the in the fall going apple picking. And I think that just like offers so much being... Um, a very small state in the middle of kind of in in between two very big cities, Mm -hmm. uh, Boston and New York. And we grew up, um, really taking advantage of, of the, um, of like the nature and we would go on a hikes in the fall and be on the boat in the summer. And I think that we really do have, there is so much to offer in Connecticut. All the seasons, right? Yeah, the seasons. I I do love the seasons. And I think that the people, like I really Mm -hmm. love, um, I, I loved growing up here and I, and I love living here. I think it's a really cool place and it's kind of underrated. A lot of people don't really know how cool it is unless you're, you're living here. Because well, we're here. small, but we're small, but mighty, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. Okay. So the million dollar question, you guys, cause I'm sure everyone's thinking this, who's listening is 
what's it like to work with your brother and what's it like working with your sister? Because not everyone would be able to do this, right? Like there's every day isn't rainbows and unicorns at the 203. So I'm sure there's a lot of hard days and working with your sibling is probably an interesting dynamic, right? So Roscoe, what's it really like working with Tori? So it's actually, um, when you mentioned not every day is uh, like perfect, it, actually that aspect of it and the fact that we're able to be so honest with each other, I think has been one of the biggest strengths of working with one another. Um, because I think when you get a business partner and you're starting a company, there's a learning curve to figuring out how you're going to communicate and what the strengths and weaknesses are. And because we grew up together and we're so close growing up, we already kind of we're over that hump and um, we were able to just kind of hit the ground running. We don't have to worry about hurting each other's feelings. Right. <laughs> Whereas some business uh, partners do and we can, we, we can really cut all the, all the, um, cut through all the, the BS. Yeah. The BS. Yeah. Um, and, and cut right to the point when, when we think that, um, there's something that needs to be talked about or addressed or communicated. Do people ask you this all the time? Like yeah. people do how ask How do you us work with your brother? <laughs> yes. They it's do. funny. We had a like a three hour brainstorm the other day, and um, afterwards we hopped on a call with our cousin Billy we just mentioned, and uh, he basically just said exactly what we were both saying, and we were like, "Okay, totally makes sense now." <laughs> and Hearing it just, from like someone else, yeah. It's like, yeah. So it's um, so what happens? So if you guys fight or you argue about something, are you guys like? I quick mean, to move on. You don't hold definitely. A I would say we were quick on. to move on. We we. I mean, obviously, there's disagreements. Um, in every business, especially when you're working with a sibling. Um, but it's never, we, we, we have a very strong relationship and we grew up very close. And I think from the beginning, we've like never wanted it to anything for two or three to kind of come in between like our relationship and we yeah. don't take it too seriously. Right. Um, so what do you like most about your job, Roscoe? Um, I like being able to be creative. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cool coming up with an idea and not every idea you're going to be able to run with, but, um, you can at least start experimenting with it and thinking about it and brainstorming um, and talking about siblings working together, um, us knowing each other's strengths and weaknesses and being able to trust that if someone has an idea because we kind of focus on different aspects of the company a little bit, um, we are like always super confident if somebody has an idea or if one another has an idea to just like run with it. Um, and so I think that flexibility has been really, really cool. Yeah, that is cool. What about you, Tori? What do you love most about your job at the 203? I would say... Um, Being a boss girl. <laughs> I would girl say having boss. it be something that we created and kind of watching it grow has been super cool. Um, every season we sort of look back at previous seasons and previous years and it's always really cool, uh, very empowering, um, seeing how much we've grown from season to season. Uh, w- not just with like sales, but with... Um, social following or with the people that we're connecting with or the events that we're hosting. And it's just, it's really cool. Uh, I would say, um, kind of like creating something. You're a people person too. (laughs) The people all love Tori. Um, okay. So for people that are listening, someone may have an idea, right? They may have an idea for a product or a business and they're listening now. What is your best advice for someone who has an idea for something? Um, for me, I think that, uh, if you have an idea, there's going to be a lot of people that aren't going to agree with what you're thinking. Um, and it's important to hear those people out and listen to the naysayers. 
but then when you find somebody who is really excited about the product that you want to create or really excited about the idea you have, um, that's going to be your consumer. That's going to be your target. So um, don't focus on the naysayers. Focus on the people who are your target and um, really latch on to them and hear their advice and run with it. Um, don't be intimidated by social. Just um, go and give it a shot because uh, worst case, you just are back where you started. Right. And then you can come up with a different idea. What about you, Tori? If someone's listening now and they have an idea, what would you? I really like what Roscoe said on that, but um, I would say that no idea is like too small or um, I, I would say pursue it. If you have something that you're passionate about, um, especially with the way the world is going. There's so much um, power in small business and there's so many people out there to help you. I would say join a, a networking group and a co-working space. We love working at our co-working space and um, there's just, with all of these small businesses and entrepreneurs and it's amazing the connections that you can make with people and, and how people can push you up and, and I agree with Roscoe, don't let, don't let um, people pull you down. Yeah, I love that. That's great advice. And I feel like we're everyone is better together, so it's good to be around people totally. that are willing to help you, right? And I think that's important. So tell us what's next for you guys. What's happening with the 203? Give us the a little glimpse into the future. What's happening with the 203? What's next? Maybe a store at the mall. I'm just kidding. Ross was so. like, Nina, we're not going to talk more about the mall. I'm so into the mall. Sorry. So I'm really excited about it. On a day-to-day -day right now, we're focusing Stay on tuned. getting uh, all of our winter gear uh, okay. ready. For holiday. Um, yep, exactly. Isn't it we're, crazy? Like, we're in the so middle of the summer and you're already thinking about holiday, but that's what you have yeah, to do, right? Totally. Um, and so we're pushing out a new collection for dogs and we have a couple new like what do you mean like dog collars yeah. yeah collars. just all kind of just different gears so your animals can wrap oh my gosh that is so <laughs> cute you guys that's so smart right totally. okay so the pets can rep the 203 mm -hmm. we've had so many people requesting it and every season we it's been a goal and now we're really excited to be finally be there is it like dog collars dog bowls like what's dog collars um some Clothing and accessories. Oh, cute! More to more to come okay. on our social. We'll be updating everyone in the next week. Okay. Weeks. What else is What else is next other than pets? And so I think Tori can attest more to this, but um, just we talked about like tourism, and Tori's really focusing on growing the social so that people know that the company is. Um, dedicated to helping everyone in the state represent where they're from. So Yeah, so we're going to be doing a lot more. Um, we're going to be focusing in the fall a little bit more on our blog and um, come up with more uh, ways to give back to uh, our followers and give them like ideas for, for things going on and for activities that's and things so like fun. that. So that's like one what thing. to do yeah. like in the fall and what to do in the winter, mm -hmm. different places, different restaurants, different apple picking places yes. <laughs> Tori you're so cute you're like I love apple picking I'm like oh my gosh you're so cute we're gonna go apple picking we're gonna do this um okay so Roscoe how do people find you on Instagram and your website Tori mentioned the blog so tell everyone how to find you guys yeah so our website is gonna be shop the 203.com shop the and then the numbers 203 oh, okay dot okay. com and then the Instagram is actually gonna be spelt out um the 203 so t-h-e-t-w-o O-H-T-H-R-E-E. -E. Okay. Mouthful. I know, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I know. We love you guys on Instagram. <laughs> so you. fun. It's so fun to follow you guys. Everyone's going to know a lot more about 
Tori and Roscoe from the Instagram because they're really good at all their Instagram stories. Oh, thank you. So, you guys, it's been so fun to have you here. It's what did you so think? Do you love podcasting or I what? I love it. This is a blast. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's yeah so we'll come fun. back anytime. Next time we see each other, we'll do a mobile podcast, do a little apple picking. Yes. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Oh my God, we should totally do that, right? That would be and fun. like get some a little. Uh, get some more Connecticut people to join us. We could get like a whole, a whole crew. We'll just throw a party really in fun. the yeah. Apple. Yes. Orchard. I know. You're so cute, Tori. Bobby oh is God. running the soundboard. Are you in? Yeah, he's in. Yes. He goes, he'll do whatever. Are you kidding? <laughs> he loves apple picking. Right, Bobby? <laughs> he's hilarious. Well, thank you guys so much. Tori thank and Roscoe Brown. Us. I feel like you guys inspire all of us. You motivate us. You're so impressive at such a young age. I just, especially Roscoe, if you knew me in college at Ohio Wesleyan, not Ohio University, but why did we go to school in Ohio, by the way, Tori? Like, what happened there? I don't know. We took a wrong turn somewhere, but at least we're back. But Roscoe, I'm so impressed because when I was in college, there's no way that I would ever be doing anything near what you guys have done. So kudos to you. Thank you. Same thing about you. I feel like I see you all over with the podcast and your blog and everything. It's it's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. It's all, it's all good, right? It's what fills us up. I'm passionate about it. You guys are passionate about what you're doing and that's important. So so anyway, everyone follow them on Instagram at the two Oh three. Remember you spell it all out, but thank you guys so much. Congratulations on all your success and everyone's going to start following you guys on the gram. And I can't wait to see what's next on your journey. Whether it's at the mall or not, Roscoe, I'm just excited to see what's next on the journey. But as you can tell, Blaine, my daughter and I, every time we drive by, she's like, let's look at the progress, mom, Bloomingdale's Nordstrom's. And by the way, the other day I drove by and the Nordstrom sign was going up. So just so we're clear, it's really happening, you guys. So anyway, thank you all for listening. I'm so grateful for all of you. I know that I would never be here without all of you guys inspiring me and supporting me and reminding me to be a kinder, better person every single day. Stay tuned for next week's podcast. Remember, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify. We're also now on Stitcher and Outcast. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, too. And remember, we're telling everyone now to share this episode with a friend. If you know someone who's from Connecticut, if you know an entrepreneur, if you know anyone with a business idea who might be inspired by Tori and Roscoe Brown, please share this episode with a friend. The mission of this podcast is to get better together as a community right here in the audio space. For now, I am your host, Nina Clark. Let's connect on Instagram because you guys know the gram is my jam. Thank you again for listening and let's keep being awesome. Awesome.